Hi, this is Elaine Benfield, and welcome to this episode of Her Stories. Today, I'm super excited to have Bella Malvini join me today. Hello, Bella. Thank you for Hi. joining me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So as I've, you know, anyone that's listened to the podcast, I always want to kick it off why I'm having this inspiring, gorgeous woman on the podcast. I met Bella maybe about nine, 10 months ago. And from the minute I met her, I found her super inspiring, insightful, knowledgeable, creative. Um, you know, she was a complete go-getter, um, wise beyond your years. Um, and one of the things like, you know, we live on different coasts, your style was just incredible. And there was something about you. The minute we got off the phone, I was like, she's going to go places in life and just was happy that you were in my sphere, in my world. So I'm thrilled to have you here. And, and I would love, um, you know, if, you know, I'd love you to introduce yourself. What are you doing today? Let's start with that. But then I would love to, you know, kind of step back and go into your childhood and just hear more about you. Yeah, totally. Um, so obviously, hello, I'm Bella. And um, I am from Silicon Valley, so San Francisco Bay Area. Um, I currently work at SAP as a global influencer marketing specialist. And I am, as of this week, the Instagram and TikTok lead. Very proud of that little title yes. boost. Yes, um, yes. But yeah, so I work with Elaine at SAP and I head our like short form video content platform. So primarily Instagram and TikTok, but I also dabble in YouTube. Um, on the side, I do kind of just um, make some fun little videos for the internet. Um, I'm a UGC content creator, um, which is user generated content. And sometimes brands will reach out to me, um, to partner with them and just create, um, content essentially for their pages. Um, the ongoing partnership I do have is with a brand called benefit cosmetics. Um, so anytime that they need any like fun content or anything like that, we, we partner together and create some, create some fun ads and, and all that jazz. Um, yeah, other than and all the social oh. media, like I love if anyone, I'll put your handles. It, I love your fun and informative, and I, I love that. So we'll get into that Thank more. You. In a minute, yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's just that's just kind of me. That's kind of what I do. So one thing when you and I first started talking, you and I have a similar background with having um, parents from other from another country. So I want you to go through, talk to me about your childhood. And, you know, kind of your background, because I find it super interesting. And, and um, that was something we, we clicked about. Yes, totally. Um, so I am a Greek American. My mother was actually born in the States, but she didn't really learn English until she kind of just started attending school. So even though she is technically first generation, I, I honestly consider her an immigrant. Um, she had a very uh, sheltered and Greek life growing up. Um, and that definitely has impacted the way that obviously she raised me and like my childhood experience. Um, and, and yeah, it's, um, it's kind of crazy. It was like, I was thinking about like, you know, what would, what would we talk about? Like coming onto this podcast? And it was like, it was very like nice to like reflect on how much, you know, growing up in such a, um, strict and like, uh, culturally intense culture, like genuinely just like impacted my life. Um, so yes, I am. And you did a lot of traveling too, growing up as well. So yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would say we did a lot of traveling. I actually lived in Greece, um, in the summer of 2018, which is an incredible experience. Yeah. Definitely didn't do as much traveling as I would like to do, like to have done. I like, I feel like there's always opportunity for more. Um, but yeah, I spent a lot of my childhood just kind of running around and, um, being around a bunch of different family members for reference. 
my grandmother has 12 brothers and sisters. So very, wow. very big, big family. If you've seen my big fact Greek wedding, it is an accurate depiction of my life to a T. Yeah, I, lo um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. that's done. That's, um, so then you, um, you ended up, tell us about college, because I think what you majored in is super interesting. And I want it to lead back to, you know, um, how that impacts your job. And because and, I find it really interesting, um, you know, so talk yeah. about a little about college and, and what you did kind of leading into that. So when I originally went to college, I went to um, an art school and I actually majored in fashion marketing because that was kind of the direction that I wanted to take my life. Um, I was there on a softball scholarship and was really adamant about playing that in college. Eventually that didn't work out and I ended up going to the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, but I, there, I was actually, I was trying to get into the comm school and didn't get in, which ended up being a huge, just like blessing in disguise mm -hmm. because I studied sociology and women and gender studies. Um, and I didn't, like, what made me pick it? Because I look at it like one of your handles is like, you know, was it fashion school dropout or like, yeah. you wanted to go that way and then you kind of pivoted, which I find really interesting, but then what made you pick that major? So comms didn't work out, which as you said, it's a blessing, but what, you know, what made you want that, you know, cause I, I did not do well in sociology. It is not somehow not my thing, but you know, mm -hmm. what made you pick it? So there's actually a really interesting story. And I, it was one of those uh, like epiphanies I had during college. Cause in all honesty, I picked it on default. I didn't get into the comm school off the bat and I was like, okay, sociology seems interesting. Let's just do that. Um, and my, within sociology, I discovered my love for women and gender studies. Um, I consider myself, you know, the ultimate feminist. I love learning about women. I love learning about what empowers women. And, um, I think my, my childhood being that my mother is essentially like an immigrant and from a very different culture that is not as, um, I would say progressive or Westernized. Um, it definitely impacted the way that I viewed the world and the way that, um, I and the experiences that I had just overall. My mother was very adamant um, from a young age that um, I knew my value when I walked into spaces. And I think that's very prevalent today within the way that I carry myself. But it's um, interesting because you, your mom didn't have that. Yes. Like, and that's she 100% did not. not. She didn't have that in Germany. And I feel like that's what created you and I a very strong you know, women that really do have that foundation. It's interesting. Our mothers taught us almost to go the opposite of what they grew up with, which is really interesting. Yeah. And I feel like those are values that I definitely hold true to myself today. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think I genuinely know the value that I carry as a person. And unfortunately, especially after studying women and gender studies and all that jazz, like I've learned so much about how women are taught that they don't deserve to take up space mm -hmm. and that their narrative isn't as important isn't as important as like, you know, yeah. as, as the narrative of men's of men. Um, so I, I feel super grateful for that experience, but there's one story that if you don't mind me sharing that I'll share yes, really quickly. Um, yeah. When I was, when I was living in Greece, this was one of my first times going to Greece. I was probably, um, I think I just graduated high school and it was, a my whole family was there. Um, and we were going to the Hordeo, which is the Greek village. And my grandmother was like, okay, you need to put on your high heels. We're going to a dirt village in the mountains of Greece. And my grandmother's like, you need to put on, you know, your best outfit, your best heels. We're going to the village. We're going to have dinner. We need to like, you know, put on a show for everyone. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I respect you. If that's what you want to do, I'll do it. Uh -huh. So we get to the village, have this beautiful meal. And I had the best feta I've ever had in my life. I was like, oh my goodness, this is like out of this world. It was so creamy. It was so delicious. I literally, I can remember the taste. It was incredible. 
And my uncle, who I kind of just met, he's like, oh, you like the feta? And I was like, yeah, it's amazing. I like need to get some of this so I can take it home. And he was like, oh, the, the goat farmer around the corner made it. We should set you guys up to be married. We could get a lot for you. <laughs> the amount of papers I have written based <laughs> off of that one interaction is like the reason why I was so successful in college. I wrote so <laughs> many papers. Awesome. I never about heard that story. That's yeah. Great. And I, I mean, I, I shared it so much in school, I think post-college my like, I just, I feel like I, the story <laughs> is tired awesome. out, but there's so much, to, it seems like so funny and like something to say in passing, but there's so much to unpack there about like somebody, first of all, pla placing, yeah. placing value and like a, a monetary value on me. Um, and you know, somebody that, that, that is, if I, he doesn't know me at all, we're just related. And as if to him, I'm a, still a property to be sold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so from that experience kind of allowed me to dive into my, um, yes. my love and like eager to learn my, my eager to, um, just like understand better my, my own individual experience, but also how women across the world have these experiences all the time that are so, they seem so insignificant and seem so casual in passing, but actually have like really exponential impact. And negative externalities on you know this the way that we live in society and the way that we see the world um so that basically one encounter was how i decided to kind of like dive into sociology and women and gender studies that's incredible and i do think that was something that appealed to me when i met you the confidence i didn't have your confidence when i was your age but i didn't know not to like i was definitely i was driven but your confidence i do think that that's you know, if that's tied to, you know, you studying, but it's innate. I do think you just naturally also have that. So I think that's part of your upbringing as well. And who you are as, as, as a woman, I just, I think you naturally, which I think is so remarkable because you are like, I didn't have that. I still struggle. And so I, I feel like that's a really fabulous attribute. Um, and do you feel a lot of your friends have that type of confidence? Like, do you think your generation has that or you're just, you're like, I got it. This is me. This is who I am. I'm going to own it. Cause I feel like you really just, you know, you have it. Do you see it in your friends and, and community as well? Um, I think I'm definitely starting to more. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I, you, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I feel like I've known who I am from a very young age, which has been intimidating to a lot of people and like has labeled me as, you know, um, excuse my language, but like being a bitch and being outspoken and all these other things. And I always look, I, yeah, because I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm intelligent and I have an opinion, which, you know, intimidates people sometimes. Intimidating is the one word that I've been told my entire life, like you're so intimidating. And the way that I look at that is, is people don't have the power to intimidate you unless you allow them to. Yeah, um, that is totally true. Well, and I also think like, um, you also, I think it's hard. You have a facade of, oh my God, you're stunning. But then it's like, oh, wait a second. Talk to Bella for one minute. And you'd be like, she's stunning, but she's also all this. She's confident. She's smart. She's knowledgeable. She has an opinion like that to me. I think, you know, I also think we very much look at the surface and go, oh yes. And you don't, the minute you talk, you're like, oh yeah, she's super smart. And I think that's also something that people probably aren't they're not ready for that almost to some degree to be like, oh, she's also yeah. can be, you know, intelligent. Yeah. And I definitely think that's true. But one thing that I do feel like, um, as especially as I'm becoming like a young adult and establishing myself in the world, um, it's, it's kind of funny. All my best friends are in San Francisco. I've only been here for about a year are some of the most intelligent and driven people I've ever met in my mm -hmm. life. Like we have personalities are, are kind of across the board. 
Um, yeah, we, we talked and, about it. Just, you're like, everyone's different, but the commonality. But the commonality and the drive is something that just genuinely inspires me. And like, I, in all honesty, growing up, I really didn't have that. I didn't have that strong sense of a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to, like I mentioned earlier, to a lot of people, it is it is really intimidating to know who you are when you're going through mm-hmm. so much, you know, change in life. You're trying to find yourself and all these things. And um, yeah, so in, since being a young adult, I have found my community um, and and my people, which is something I'm so so grateful for um just like to one of my friends i feel like i need to like just give you a picture of her she's like the like the one of the friends that i dreamed of having one day in terms of her intelligence and her drive she has an mba from stan i'm sorry not an mba from stanford she has um a she undergrad and and postgrad degree from stanford so she has a master's from stanford she's getting her cpa license and is gonna in her is in in the process of getting her mba from upenn like and that's like like just somebody who's driven like that and like inspires me to you know to be better and to want more for and it's myself. Your circle. So you each boost each other up with what you do, which is also wonderful. You're aligned with really strong women that are successful too. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think that's something that's always been um something that I've that I've tried to strive for in life. So to be able to finally like surround myself with people like that. It's also, you know, living in San Francisco, there are a lot of driven people. Um, and so that is one thing to take into consideration, but yeah. Um, what is it? Your vibe attracts your tribe, something like that. And I feel like it a hundred percent. I definitely agree with you. So one thing, um, I know you get a lot and you mentioned this on, you know, TikTok and other social platforms. The question for you is always, how'd you get in high tech? How'd you become, how'd you get the role here? And I think it's a really interesting story. Um, you know, so I'd love you to go through, how'd you get into influencer marketing for this, for this particular role? Yeah. So um, my, my journey into influencer marketing technically started through like social media management, which is which is I feel like very common in the influencer marketing space. Like um, so I had um, just a little bit of experience doing freelance work for social media brands. And um, at the time, my mother owns a store in San Jose, California, and I was working there just helping her out as I was trying to find influencer marketing jobs. And uh there had been a customer that I'd worked with a few times and I knew her, her name's Ursula, obviously, you know, Ursula. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just kind of like, I chatted with her briefly, but this one time she came in and we just kind of clicked and she was like, Oh, like, you know, tell me about yourself. What are you, what are you mm-hmm. doing? And like that sort of thing. And I was like, Oh, um, I, you know, I work, I work here on this on the side and I, you know, do all these kinds of things. Um, what do you do? And she's like, Oh, I'm the head of influencer marketing for SAP. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I like, I'm 100% trying to get into influencer marketing and she's like, no way. And it's really funny. There's, there was this one moment between our, our interaction that really, really stuck with me to this day. And she came out, I, you know, I like, I love fashion. I love all this other stuff, mm-hmm. like fashion, makeup, all that jazz. And she, um, she tried on a dress. I pulled some dresses for her. She was going to um, Europe and she came out and I was like, mm, you know, it's, it's nice, but it's not a plus you could do better. Yeah. And it was like, and she, she, and like, yeah, yeah. So I can imagine a bunch of really like beautiful dresses and everything. Totally. Totally. And, um, she kind of paused and looked at me and was like, you know what? I think you're right. (laughs) And it was like, it was in that moment that we kind of like established a mutual respect and a mutual credibility. Like she was, I was very honest with her. Um, and she really like respected that about me. So that kind of like prompted us to like get into like the nitty gritty of like, oh my goodness, like I'm, you know, looking for this position well, on my team. Is that something you'd be interested in? 
And you know the story behind. She, I think, either left the store and started a group chat and was like, oh my God, I found the person that needs to come on our team. And it was this weird and we're all like, okay. She's like, I was doing, and she told us a story and we're like, okay. And then we all talked to you in the phone. And the minute I met you, I was like, oh, she's, she's the missing link that we needed on the team. But so, um, yeah, so that's, so that's an interesting, because you're already doing it and you're already, you know, so I want to lead into like, you know, the social platforms. I find you really interesting. You know, the trends about TikTok, you know, how do you learn that? Because I think when people think influencer marketing, they forget there's the whole platform that you want to promote on for content. Um, and it kind of goes interchangeable. So I'd love, you know, how do you, how do you know, how do you know where, you know, what platforms to go on? And like, just, I'd love to hear from your perspective. Yeah. So I, I think the, the truth of like, honestly, the, the truthful yeah. answer is I spend an ungodly amount of time on social media. It is yes. like, What's your favorite the... I know this answer. I know it. I know it. But what is, what would you no, say? See, I don't, I don't even know that answer if I'm being totally honest with you. Um, I, I think because I'm such an authentic person and I value authenticity over anything else, I think TikTok is probably my favorite platform. I would have guessed it because it sucks you in more. Like where yeah. I feel like, like you just all of a sudden you can't, you know, so I don't know. That's why I thought TikTok for you, just because it's all, it's more consuming content. But I do honestly, like really strongly believe that TikTok is a blessing and a curse. Um, personally, just like my my personal opinion, um, I think it's an incredible platform and the algorithm is like to a T, like mm -hmm. just astonishing. Like it, the, how sucked in I get and like the type of people that I get exposed to is amazing. And I don't think any other platform is like cracked down on how to do that successfully. Yeah. But the one thing that I will say that I personally believe is a bit of a negative externality is it can be kind of invasive sometimes yeah. like you you know have private conversations with people about certain things and you'll be prompted that within like literally 10 seconds of scrolling on the platform do you feel it tiktok or do you feel it other platforms as well uh only i um i i do think it's all platforms i just think tiktok is the most forward about it I, think I feel like TikTok's the most forward about it. I do think it's funny. Like I have a, I have a friend that we joke that we're like, we're just going to say something about our dogs and come up with the most crazy word within minutes. We get ads for what, I mean, you can't even imagine. We just play with it. Cause we're like, we know someone's listening and it's been our running joke for a while. It's like, let's just talk and I'll do it now. Like, let's talk about, you know, circle pools for dogs in the summer that has a sprinkler. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like you will see, and that's what I do think it is invasive. But you and I've talked before, like part of it is also that tailored content. Like, you know, I joke about like, hey, I looked once on like a cat video. That's not my thing. My things are dog my things are dogs. But it's then it's like, oh, I have to quickly get off the cat one because I'm like, please don't send me a thousand cat ones. I really want dog ones. And I think their algorithm, if you do it right and you're just you're honest with what you want to look at, which you are when you're looking. Um, because I do I do think it's tailored. You know, and do you find like you're amazing at discovery and finding those kind of voices? Is that part of, you know, when you're doing searches, you just as you're figuring out who you like to follow? Because I find that also amazing. Like you find really good people. Thank you. Um, I think I, so I do have a personal account and a work account and on the work account, I do choose to engage with certain materials more than others. So that will naturally prompt me. Like I've, I've kind of trained the algorithm 
to naturally prompt me with the type of people that I want to see and therefore it broadens yeah. my exposure quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but in all honesty, some of my, the best people that I've found, um, genuinely come from my, um, my, my personal TikTok account. Like I, and like even in, in social media conferences and marketing conferences, they tell you make, you know, your dedicated work account and, um, have a tailored experience. So you, you know, get the things that you want to get. I still think that having the natural integration piece within your social media platform helps you get exposed to a wider variety um, in a shorter and not necessarily a shorter period of time, but it will it'll populate um, a much broader search. Um, So you get fed like really cool people. But I mean, in all honesty, again, it's from spending an ungodly amount of time on the platform. There's like I I, I don't know. Do I spend what? Sorry. As much on Instagram as well. Um, I feel like I spend a good amount of time on Instagram as well, but I get sucked in significantly more on TikTok. I also personally, Instagram has become a marketplace, which yeah. is not my preferred method of like media consumption. I don't like, I really don't like getting ads every two seconds. Um, and that's, you know, what Instagram is kind of. Invasive? And do you find that more invasive on Instagram versus TikTok with the ads? Yeah. Instagram, Instagram is definitely more ad heavy. P- TikTok is also becoming a little bit more ad heavy but it's not as it's not as consistent i don't think like instagram it's just there TikTok, it's occasional so you know when we talk about influencer marketing i think the question you know i get a lot i'm sure you do too is everyone thinks it's it's related to consumer products and you are a brand ambassador and i i love benefits um i'm actually using some of it right now or have it on um how did that come about? Because I do feel like, you know, hey, we work in the tech business. Of course, we want influencers that follow that. But right now, if you say influencer, people really, they do think makeup, style, beauty, clothing. How did it come about? Because you really are a great brand ambassador. I mean, you have a great voice for makeup and beauty and obviously style and fashion. Mm-hmm. How'd that come about? Like just a love of it or, you know, talk to me more about how you got into that. Yeah. So um, when I was in high school, I kind of found my, I would say, love for makeup. It was also really like media heavy time in the makeup world. Like the beauty industry was booming um, specifically around like, I would say 2015 to like 2017. It's like really when makeup just kind of like took off on Instagram. Um, So I was definitely in that space, but I have always been somebody that's really into makeup, but not super, super aggressive and heavy makeup. Yeah. Um, and so I'd always get my, I'd always do my makeup myself for different mm-hmm. events, for school, for social media and people would be like, oh my God, who did your makeup? And I was like, me, I was like, yeah. it's just, it's just me. And you um, just put it to yourself. Like, did you look yeah. at YouTube videos? Like dumb, but like, how did you, you did the YouTube videos going, okay. And this is cause you're like, you just know, like to me, your makeup's always spot on, like spot on. Thank I love you. it. Um, yeah, I think it's just from years of just watching YouTube videos and trying my own thing and even creating some of my own YouTube videos, trying to explain to other people how to do things. Um, but that actually started me in my journey, I would say, of being a freelance makeup artist. So I don't know. That's not something that I promote very often just because I'm so busy with life. But I do. Um, I am a freelance makeup artist on the side. I'm affiliated with the salon um, here in Pacific Heights. So I do all their like weddings and and all that sort of thing. And do you have um, your own makeup? Like, do you have your certain products that, like, I'm fascinated by it because I, do you end up, you have your own, like, kit where you're like, oh, okay, I know. And then you see, how yes. does it work? 
Yes. So it's, so I, I think talking about makeup kits is like the most fascinating thing. Um, but yeah, so I have my, I have like my own personal makeup and then I have my pro, I call it my pro kit. Um, and that's, you know, everything is in there. Everything is like obviously sanitized and I have all that stuff. Um, but it's like a huge, like, it's like, it's, it's a massive kit and has a lot of makeup in it. Is it one of the ones, Um, I'm going to get really detailed. Is it one of the ones that I love that folds and you, and it opens up and there's the different levels? Like, is it a big box? That was my, that was my first kit. And then I, as I became like a little bit more, um, established and I needed like more makeup, I had to get something significantly bigger. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. But um, how how does it fit in your schedule and everything? So usually it's just on the weekends. Um, so that's kind of nice. I, it's also like, I mean, honestly, it's a very, very lucrative side hustle. So it's like a really, really fun thing to do. Um, I would never want to take it full time for myself just because I don't want to take something I love and like make it my job. Um, I feel like it would just deteriorate my love for it a little bit. And I, I want to hold on and I want to hold on to her and make her precious for as long as I can. Um, so sorry. So then you were doing that and then what happened? How did it lead to, you know, kind of that? So, so I, I feel like um, because of that and because of having my own makeup company and just like loving to talk about makeup products on the internet, um, it eventually got the attention of um, one of my old family friends who ended up working at Benefit Cosmetics as um, their influencer relations manager. Wow. And she followed me and she was like, hey, would you ever consider like making content for Benefit? And I was like, of course I would. That would be an amazing, I, I would love to, that'd be like my dream. So the first partnerships that we did with them, it was just like purely just like a makeup trade. They gave me honestly, probably like a few thousand dollars worth of makeup. And we're just like, we need two videos. Um, can you, can you like, here's what we're looking for. Can you do it? And I, and I did it and it was very successful. One of them was an ad that generated about 11 million views. They ended up, they, they promoted as, they didn't tell me they were promoting it as an ad. So my, my roommate in college was like downstairs screaming like, Bella, you're on my TikTok right now. You're on my For You page. And I was like, what? And I um, looked it up. And yeah. yeah, so it was like all my friends got it promoted to them. And um, it, yeah, it reached like, I think, and now it's probably at like 12 million views, but it was, it was, a, it was a well, big and thing. And I love one of the things you did recently, um, you did one for um eyebrow and i know i don't know what you call it the eyebrow um it's not cream or whatever the um, gel gel thank you i was like what's the word gel you did it but i what i love is you're really authentic like and you and i've talked about this before we can see a mile away someone who's like dialing it in they don't really believe in the product you really do believe in the product and you're really honest going oh well you know you gave great tips how to use the product does that just come naturally? Cause it's like, I know you're not BSing and that's part of, I love makeup so much, but there's some people I'm like, nope, because they don't, they don't sound authentic to me. And I talk about that a lot. You're naturally authentic. Cause you're, if you don't like it, you're not going to want to promote it. That's who you are. Um, and do yeah. you feel like, you know, how does that reside with you? Do you feel the same way? Like just being off you're authentic because you're really honest, but yeah. yeah and I, I, um, I, I think my, my strength and my fault is that I have a lot to say. I, I have, I have opinions about when I interact with the product and like the way that I honestly view social media, like I've had people ask me like, Hey, how do you just like talk to the camera? How do you like do these things? And the way that I look at it is I'm talking to a friend. Like, I don't think about all, you know, my, my stories, for example, probably get like around like 700 views per, per story. 
And I don't look at that as like, I'm talking to 700 different people. I literally, I look at it as a community and, um, there are people that, you know, DM me and ask me for product recommendations and they want to know how, like, how does this work? What would you recommend? This is what I'm looking for. And to me, that's honestly the most flattering yeah. thing ever that you trust me to go out of your way and text me. And, you know, you want to know what, what you should get, what you should use. That's so, that's such a compliment to me. Um, and that's, that's, a, it's, it's a relationship that I would never want to jeopardize. Um, yeah. and I, gen I genuinely look at you. Yeah, people respect yeah. you and follow you for your, and you were great with me. Um, anyone that knows, like I'm on TikTok and Bella was the fabulous person when I said, oh, I want to try this. And you were so great with me being like, just be yourself, be honest, share, share pieces of you that you want to. Um, and that's what I think you do with the makeup and with, you know, whatever brand or whatever, like fashion, you're great about like, hey, you know, you have to follow Bella because I, I do, I feel like it's so fun. I'm like, what is she wearing today? And I get like super excited <laughs> about like, you have great style. And I think that just really comes through. So you love that. But then I also, we've had this conversation. You're so good in tech. You've picked up, you know, SAP has been around 50 years. Like you really get the technology piece too. Would you ever, do you, you know, um, would you ever want to go focus more on the brand with makeup and style and fashion? Or would you like kind of that you have, you have two sides of you. Like I look at you as going, Oh, I see you all day long. And I'm like, Oh, she's in the technology space. We do these programs. You're amazing driving content. That to me is amazing. And you know, campaigns and whatnot, but then I'm like, Oh, and the other side, I'm like, Oh, what is she wearing today? And what, what am I going to look at? Is that, do you like having kind of those two sides of your personality? Cause you thrive in both. Yeah, I would definitely say um, I, I I look at beauty and fashion for myself as a hobby and a creative form of expression. Um, I I think they're amazing things. And like there was a period in my life where I was like, oh, I would really like to be an influencer. But there's so much that you have to sacrifice in order to make that happen. And I decided um, a few years ago that those were sacrifices that I personally wasn't willing to make for myself. And I think that's different for everybody. Um, so I kind of knew that I wanted to, um, I, I've kind of always wanted to go into tech and to challenge myself. I'm not a very technical person personally. Um, so I, so I will like fully admit that it's definitely been a challenge, challenge transitioning from, um, being such a creative to, to different. Yeah. To, yeah. To telling a different story. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I will say one of my reasons for being so successful is having such a strong support system of people that have been in the industry for such a long time people that are that do have a, better, a much more developed understanding of technology than I do and being able to learn from them. I think that's one of the reasons I've been very um, successful in my position. And um, yeah, I would. I. But I feel like, you know, being a, almost like a brand ambassador for either technology or like whatever you're doing, those skills are transferable. You have the skill set to me that, you know, you could stay in technology, you know, you absolutely. But then um, do you picture yourself having a, a few more products that you want to help endorse? Like, would you like to have, like, what's the, what's the kind of combination? Would you like to say, Hey, I want to have two or three products that I endorse or recommend, and I'm an ambassador for them and then have my other day job. Like what would, what would be kind of a dream combination for you? Like work and, you know, it's kind of a hard, but I'm like, I'm kind of curious if like benefits is amazing. You know, would it be like a clothing line or something doing that as well? Like, where do you see kind of that split? Or do you like kind of the combination you have now? 
I like the combination I have now. I think that's a really tough question in all honesty, because I, I think I love influencer marketing, whether it be B2C promoting products or if it's B2B. I think one of the reasons why I see a longer term future with B2B over B2C is because B2C is always constantly changing. And I mean, I, obviously B2B evolves too as technology progresses and things like that. Um, but when I think of influencer marketing, I really do think of the, um, I hate to, this might sound like a downer, but like the negative externalities of hyperconsumption, especially in the B2C space. Um, I think there's so much that media throws at, you know, young women and young men and people in general, and obviously people that are not non-binary as well. Um, and it has such negative externalities in terms of like what, people should be doing what they how they should be engaging with things what they you know should be liking and, and all this other stuff and i think that there is um a lot to unpack there and we don't need to obviously get into that today but personally for me i would prefer to work for an influencer marketing team longer term that you know promotes something that is benefiting the world yeah. and um with products sometimes that gets a little difficult and tricky um and yeah because hyperconsumption is like something that i always try to be mindful of in the b2c space that's really prevalent um and so but i I do feel like you and 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 i say this lovingly like your generation is really more aware of that like i you know and we didn't have as many options but now i feel like you have so many options but you're being more cautious like i do feel you know and i'd love to hear more of your thoughts on it you know, companies that are ethical, like people are, you, I can't imagine you'd go with a company and like even products, like, you know, how is everything ethically sourced? And like, I think you're, you're an educated consumer. Um, and you know, and I'd love to hear, like, to me, you really are. Um, and is that something really important to you as well? I, I think personally, that's something that is really important to me. Like when I was even looking at jobs in the, you know, influencer marketing space like even you know to this day there's certain companies that i won't you know express my interest in if i know that it doesn't align with me like yes i could be conceptually or on paper like the dream job but if the company doesn't align with my values it's not something that i want to pursue and that definitely you know in impacts decisions that i that i make um so i i do really like to answer your question i do really like the the moderation of kind of like doing both um, yeah. I think there are like definitely brands in the B2C space where like the direct to consumer space that are um, that are doing great things and are making positive changes. So I don't want to discredit the whole industry yeah, and say, no, I won't do it. Of course. Um, but it's also a balance. But, you really do like the high tech. So it's almost but like. I do really like that, high tech. You know, I think you brought up something earlier, like you want to have, this is your love. You love it. You don't want to, it's protected. You love the beauty and fashion and style but then you get the other side, you know, in technology and you almost, you do have almost a really great combination and why, you know, you don't need to muddy it. It can be completely separate, but then there's some point, some of the stuff really does come together. And I've seen that with some of the programs we've worked on. Um, so I think mm-hmm. that's interesting as well. Yeah. And one, one last point that I'll make with my love, but not necessarily wanting to immerse myself in, in B2C is that I feel like um, at least from a, like a personal branding standpoint and like, not wanting to get into um, having certain brands that I affiliate with and like having my own relationship with them. A lot of that has to do with, I think personally, just the stage that I'm in in life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm evolving so much as a person right now in like so many different directions. And I would want a, to create a partnership or an affiliation of a brand that evolves with me. And like, even though, even though I like something with like within a certain period, things could change. And like my relationship with that product or my relationship with that brand could change and evolve over time. Um, and so that's kind of why I don't necessarily want to have, have a, like, you know, a strict partnership with like a certain, with a certain brand. I love that. I think, um, and you know, I'm so much older than you, but there's a lot of, you know, I grew up with such the eighties models there's a lot of those that are still like, you know, whether it be Revlon, whether it be like, I love Paulina Pasakova. I'm saying her name completely wrong, but she's like, you know, I'm still with some of these products. I've evolved with them. And these consumer brands have stayed with me. And even though I'm 50, whatever, I think she's 56. She's breathtaking. She's always been breath. She'll always be breathtaking. But I love it's her narrative that they've stayed with her. And to me, those are the brands that I'm like, yeah, I'm not 20 anymore but now take me to the next part. So I'd be curious, like, yeah, that's to see you evolve as a human, as you're growing, um, to have that consumer brand be aligned is really, that's a really great observation. Cause it's true. You don't want be something to be stagnant and like, oh, this short snapshot of time you evolve every day. You, especially to me evolve every day. Um, which is Thank incredible. You. You're, you're growing, growing and expanding, um, and, and learning really, you know, I, I'd be curious, like, I mean, I feel like I could talk to you forever and I, I find you so interesting. When, if we talk a year from now, where would you hope to be when we talk five years from now? Who do you want to be as a person, you know, and like high goals for you in, in the start as you're really launching your career into a great direction? Where do you see yourself in a year and then like five years? Um, in a year, I feel like I genuinely have no idea. I feel like in a year, if I have grown like as a person that will that will be a success that to me at this point in my life that is a measurement of success um and career wise um i definitely would like to be an influencer marketing lead influencer marketing manager for a company whose values align with my values i think one year is still pretty short term so like that's like i ideal ideally i would like to have a, a manager title of some kind or a lead title of some kind. Awesome. Um, in five years from now, I think my goal is to be a creative director of some kind, whether it be for the B2B space, B2C space. Um, I definitely think within five years, I can definitely get to that, like to that level. No, no, um, no, no doubt in my mind, either one. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, I would love to just be a creative director. I think that's like, it's the intersection of all of all the skills that I feel like I have and embody. Mm -hmm. And I think one of my gifts as a person is like, I love to empower people and I love to, um, I love to essentially just like, I, like I'm, I'm not a bullshitter. I love complimenting people. I love, um, lifting people up. Um, yeah, but in a way that's like very similar that way. That's like, I just making other people happy and be positive to help support makes me happy. It makes me happy just through and through. Yeah, and, You're the same. And that genuine, that genuine connection piece is something that I always strive to have with people, whether, you know, it's somebody who I don't really know very well, or if it's somebody that's very close to me, I just think that's what, those are the things that add value to my life. So I think that position 
um, would be the, a great intersection of all of those things. Um, and I think I'd be very successful in it. Yeah, that's I a hundred percent, a thousand percent agree. If you are going to, I didn't ask you this before. Um, but if you're going to give advice to someone kind of starting out, graduating from college, you know, you're a great inspiration for them. What advice do you have? What would you tell, you know, someone, and there's so much advice you could give, but if you could give, you know, what would you tell someone that's graduating going, you know, cause I have something I think you would say, but I want to hear your answer and then I'll tell you what I think. I'm so curious to hear what you would say. Um, well, I, like, I hate, to, I hate to say this, but like, there's like a, there's like a very vague way to answer this question. And then there's a very like charged way to answer this question, just because of the, obviously like the state of the economy right now, gearing up for a potential recession, graduating now is extremely, extremely hard. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's definitely a challenge, but I feel like just generally, if we're not, if we're not speaking about like the economy and those things right now, um, um, I would say, It's a hard one. That's a really, that is a really hard one. Um, I would catch you off guard with that one. You did. Um, I would say something around the lines of you are your greatest critic mm -hmm. and the, that you should always um, hold yourself to a high standard, but also give yourself grace. And I think that, I think that in any, you know, any, any period of life that where you're, you know, graduating from college or trying to establish yourself in your career, that sort of thing, it's always an opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, even in my, in my personal career, like things aren't exactly always going my way. And instead of always looking at it as a disadvantage, always look at it as an opportunity and think of it, think of how this could positively impact your life and how much you could grow from this experience. Because you grow from setbacks, you grow from failure. You don't grow from all from your successes all the time. Like, yes, they impact you positively, but that's not where real growth happens. Um, so, you know, I, I hate the cliche of what is it like um, rejection is redirection, mm -hmm. but like that's genuinely something that I like fully, fully believe in. Um, and, and yeah, I know that was like a lot of random no, little snippets, but yeah, no, that's, but that, that's how I feel. No, that's, that's really great advice. I was going to say for you, something that you have, and we talked about earlier, believe in yourself, you know, have, you said it, you have the confidence, you know, failure can lead to success and, you know, obstacles come in your way, but believing in yourself and knowing what you have to offer, it's something you have in spades. And I think if anyone graduating hears this, just have confidence in yourself and it's going to be hard. There's going to be bumps in the road, but if someone has confidence like you do, I think it really just, it lessens the, you're going to get where you need to be. You and I are going to talk in five years. This is the start of our, 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 you know, forever friendship. And, and I look at it going, I, in five years, you'll be exactly where you, you want to be. And it might shift. You might go, mm, maybe not that, maybe I'll go this way. But that confidence I think will lead you to to just greatness because you're you're on your you're on your way um but uh, no I totally I it's it's the the truth and and honesty you you inspire me every day and and um you know the question I ask everyone is because of Bella this is the question when I went to Bella and said hey I'm doing this podcast and I really want everyone to have one question Bella helped me kind of go through it um and so I'm going to now turn it over to the woman behind the question I ask everyone forever um what empowers you Bella 
I would say there's two things. There's there's one thing that I came into this podcast like knowing that I wanted to say, and there was another one that snuck up on me because you you just you see me in such a light that I I like I'm so flattered by. Um, the first thing that I want to say is that I think change empowers me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that change is something that can be scary and uncomfortable, and I think that that's like a very very good thing. But whether it be you know societal change with progressions towards you know gender equality and things like that or um you know social change i feel very passionately about those topics and diversity and inclusion and you know like there's so many, i could go on and on forever but change is something that i feel like empowers me and i feel like being an advocate for change um during a time in the world where things are just you know there's there's so much pivotal change happening um is something that genuinely empowers me and then the second thing that i want to say is empowering others empowers me mm-hmm. it is what i think adds value to my life personally and i think especially you know not to be like not to live in a binary but for me personally i think empowering women and teaching women from a young age that you deserve to take up space is a really really powerful narrative that we need to like instill within um within our youth and and i mean honestly this applies to people in general i'm just speaking to my you know my own personal lived experience um i think i think a lot of people are often taught that they don't deserve to take up space but i think knowing your value um is is really important in this world and we need to appreciate others for their value and um and And their differences yeah just and and their differences yeah 100%. 100%. So those are the, those are, those, oh, those are my two are, things. Oh, they're wonderful. And, you know, Bella, it's a pleasure to know you as a human, as a colleague, as a friend, you know, you really do inspire me. I just, I'm excited to see what your next um, adventures will lead you in life and personally and, and professionally. Um, and I'm so thankful for you teaching me how to have a voice on this pot platform. You were super supportive for me, but also teaching me the the wise world of, hey, social media and TikTok and all, you know, I love your pulse on, you know, all the things you touch really are incredible. And I'm just, I'm thankful you're in my world. So um, thank, thank you so you. much for joining her stories. I would love to have you come back another time. And, you know, there's so many things we talk about regularly. I'd love to have you come back and um, and speak about other topics as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. This has been so much fun. Thank you, everyone. Next time, look forward to seeing you in her stories. And thanks again, Bella, for joining.